You're listening to the listener-supported program of the Bread of Life, sponsored by the Outreach Ministry of Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more about our overseas ministries or our work in our community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Join us now as we turn hungry for God's Word. Here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. Hebrews 13, 13 and 14 says, Therefore let us go to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Here's what the author is commanding. He's calling for the followers of Jesus Christ to leave the religious formulations that give rise to the social structures of the human race, and to seek the kingdom of Christ instead. Two things to emphasize here. This world is passing away with all its religions that pulsate behind every structure of human society. Every city built is built with a religious heart, but it is a religion that is coming to an end. And second, a city is coming that will never pass away. We are to abandon the religions of men, seeking their own righteousness, and look in faith for the righteousness that is found in Christ alone. Titus laid waste the city, he tore it down totally, and he burned it. He ordered that everything be torn down in Jerusalem, and the only thing he, he allowed, and he asked that three towers be, would be remaining and standing, and one wall, as simply as a testament to what the city used to be. Just as a reminder, when people came upon it and they found the rubble, that they would not lose it. They wouldn't think that it was just a desert that was buried, but that there was these hints and these expressions that this one time had been a great city. Then he went back to Rome, and a great arch was built to dedicate and express and be a monument to his victory in Jerusalem. And if, if you've ever traveled to Rome, you can find Titus's arch. It's still there. And there's a picture of the armies of Rome carrying the candelabra or the candlestick that was in the holy place and the table of showbread and leading it out before them in their march of triumph over Jerusalem. But Jerusalem was completely and utterly thrown down. Now, listen. What the author is saying is, here we have no continued city, and it may be prophetically that he's speaking of Jerusalem, but it scales up beyond that. He's speaking to all of us, and he speaks to us now, and the word is, here we have no continuing city. These things are passing away. I told you in Revelation chapter 18, you have a picture of Babylon's collapse in the last days, and... There's some question as to whether it's an expression of one specific place or whether it's an expression of the whole of society. I think it's both. But listen to the words here. Revelation chapter 18, verse 21, starting in verse 21. Let me read to you just a few verses. Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. The sound of the harpist, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. The sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. The voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you anymore. Today, archaeologists will go around and they're sifting. One of the major preoccupations of archaeologists are to sift through the ruins of the great cities of past ages and past empires telling you, if time should go by and we leave enough time, someday they'll be sifting through the ruins of this place as well. There's no continuing city here. That's what the Bible's reminding us. And ultimately, when God draws together all of history, He'll bring to an end 
all of these cities. And again, I remind you that the political and social structures of society ultimately reflect a religious passion of men to prove their own righteousness. And it's all going to come collapsing down. These monuments to human effort are temporary. You know, I know that mankind and human beings have an ache for the eternal. They want something of themselves to remain. And this ache for meaning within them instinctively tells them that everything that passes away into nothing is ultimately meaningless. And so that's what's being said here. And that's what you take away. These things you're building, these structures you're building, these things that you're campaigning for, this place where you're laying all your effort, it's meaningless. It's going to grind down to nothing and pass away. Here you have no continuing city. Second point is this. There is a continuing city and it is coming. There is a continuing city and it is coming for those who have trusted in Jesus Christ. It says here that we look to or seek a city that is to come. And actually, the Greek word there is more emphatic than that. It says, it says basically, we look or seek a city that is coming. Hey, maybe there's another one that's going to come along. We're looking for a city that is coming, and it's a continuing city. It's never going to pass away. That place that Jesus Christ has brought you to in heaven in his resurrection is now on its way to earth. It's coming. Heaven itself is coming and it's going to arrive. Right now, as you live for Christ, His kingdom is shining out from your heart and your life like a flickering light before a fallen world. But the day is coming when the full expression of Christ's kingly rule, we're now arranging your heart, will someday come and blaze upon this earth and heaven will light upon this earth and all the way part of His unveiled, magnificent, majestic reign. And in that moment, the glory of heaven will pour over this age and there will be a resounding shock of restoration that will sweep over a fallen world in regenerative life. Old Testament prophets saw it coming in visions multiple times and they groped to find the words to express the arrival of this great kingdom. And nothing in history can compare to it. Compare to the moment when the heavenly city that God is preparing for us will come down foursquare in glory upon this earth and become our permanent, unending home. A city that we shall dwell in forever and ever where Christ will be our unending light. And Jesus Christ, before He left us, told us that He was preparing this place for us. Remember that? It was His last words or some of His last words to us. John 14, verses 2 and 3. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. It's kind of amazing to me how fast a place can build up out of nothing, right? I remember as a young boy visiting my father's family in southern Florida and driving along the Gold Coast and it's nothing but tower after tower after tower of apartment buildings and massive structures where people live. My father said, you know, when I was a young boy, these were all tomato fields and it was hard to get in your mind. There's no way that this was tomato fields. This is, had to have always been these great cities. And if I could take you back to the city of Boise when my parents moved me here in 1972, right around there, 1971, and see what it looks like now, the changes are tremendous. 
Actually, it was about 15 years ago that I visited Phnom Penh for the first time. It was just beginning to open up to commercial capitalistic ventures, and there we were establishing the ministry of our brother Ernest Ung in that country, working as an ambassador for Christ among the leadership of that country. It was actually kind of a very wonderful place to go to because it was like going back in time. There were no cars on the road. There were just motorbikes and not very many of them, and there were people pulling people along and, and little wagons behind them, and you went down to the area where people were living along the river, and you saw life as you suppose it must have been happening for the last hundred years or more. And This year, I went back just a couple months ago and was shocked at the change. I've never seen anything like it. The city has four or five massive malls. There are huge buildings larger than anything you'll see in downtown Boise by a long shot. Huge buildings that you would see in the major cities of the world all over the place. The infrastructure is built up all around. There are bridges all over the place. There's not hardly a motorcycle on the road. It's filled with cars and people traveling around. In 15 years, this massive city has risen up. It's amazing. It's also shocking, by the way, how rapidly things can go away and dissipate and disappear at the same time once they're neglected. That same place, Phnom Penh, had swelled to over 2 million people. And then when the Khmer Rouge came into power in the mid-70s, they evacuated that city in 24 hours. And for three years, it became nothing but basically a ruin. It became nothing. It became filled with derelict banana trees growing up all over it. And it was rapidly being drawn back into the earth. They grow up fast and go away fast. The Bible teaches us that God created the world that we're living in, that world that he pronounced at that time as good, all good. He created it in six days. 2,000 years ago, this same one told us that he was going away to prepare a place for us, that where he was, we'd be with him forever. Six days, creating this wonderful, good earth and universe that we live in. 2,000 years, preparing heaven for us and what we're going to enjoy you won't be able to imagine. You won't be able to get your mind around all the glory, the unfading glory that Jesus Christ is preparing for you. And this city is coming. It's coming towards us. And it's a city that is not constructed in any way of the fading human religions of man. It's a city that is reflecting the solid, lasting, unfading righteousness that Jesus Christ is preparing and has given to those who believe and trust in Him, and it will never pass away. We look for that city. We look for it. And that's our last point here. The last point is we seek this continuing, oncoming city. It may help you to think about this word seek for a moment. What does that mean, I seek for this city? How does that play out or express itself in my life? It may help you to know that the word here is epizeteo, in the Greek, it can also mean to run after or strive for. In fact, in the NIV translation, on more than one occasion, this word is translated to run after. It's, in other words, a seeking, the city that's coming and coming towards us. It's a seeking that gathers momentum as we near its, the object. As we get closer and closer, we begin to not seek, but we strive and we run towards it. So in a moment here, when we talk about the glory of heaven, and you could let your mind go, and there's any number of poems that have been written because finally when men get to think about what heaven is like, they find that just mere prose 
doesn't reflect what they want to say, and they begin to wax poetic, and they try to find a way to frame it. Oh, it's impossible, because what does the Bible say? Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Can't imagine it. You know, you're trying. Go ahead, trying. Try. Try to put in your mind your best thought, and you chase through the words of the various prophets as they speak about the glory of heaven, and oh, you'll have a hard time approaching it. And now I turn and say, now we're supposed to seek that, and maybe you think I'm drawing back, and I'm putting my feet back down to the ground here. But listen, this is the compliment to this oncoming city that's coming our way. The compliment, the echoing or reverberation from our own lives is that we move towards it as it moves towards us. We run towards it as it advances our way. We gather momentum in a pursuit of it. Those who come away from the city of this world to Jesus find that the act of coming to Christ draws them up into a run. And we run towards him as we, we fix our eyes on him, the author and finisher of our faith. And we begin to run towards him, and as we run, we begin to cast off all the sin and all the things that entangle us and beset us in our pursuit of him, making our way to him. Anything that encumbers our movement towards him and his uncommon kingdom, we begin to put it from our lives. Thanks for joining us today at the Bread of Life a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. Our fellowship meets every Sunday to worship at 11 a.m. in the Old White Church in the Warm Springs area of Boise. 1023 East State Street is our address. Our focus is to know Christ in every arena of life and to make Him known in those same places. For a copy of today's message, you can call us at 208-331-4096 or you can go to our website, at breadoflifeboise.org to learn more. Until the next time, may God bless you.